Greetings and welcome back to another and ongoing series of Shirman Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We are now in Masachet Babakama Daf Nun Bet Amur Aleph. At the second half of Mishnah Vav, we will not complete our analysis of this Mishnah today, uh, but uh, we will get started with this Mishnah, which deals with several aspects of uh, of uh, Nizke Bor. Continuing on the theme of the first half of the Mishnah of a boar owned by partners, uh, this particular clause doesn't need to be partners, but If a first guy, now this could be a, a public boar, should we say, where, um, uh, where one guy comes along and covers it, and then a second guy comes along uh, and finds it uncovered, and then he doesn't cover it, um, and we don't say that because the first guy covered it properly, at some point he he must have he must have covered it improperly. If by the time the second guy comes along, it's not there. No, it's possible that he covered it properly, and the second guy then found it uncovered and didn't cover it properly. He's liable. Now we're not going to do the whole mishnah because it's not going to be analyzed today. We'll go back to it as we generally do when it when it is a, uh, when it is analyzed. But kisel karaui. Now, this phrase, Karud Karaui, is going to occupy most of our attention in this podcast. Kisel Karaui, let's say he covered it properly, but an animal that fell in and died, Patur. And the obvious question is, if he covered it properly, how did any animal fall in? We'll see. Lokisel Karaui, if he didn't cover it properly, and that seems to be patently obvious. And that superfluity will be the focus of some of our discussion on Amud, on Amud Bet. <clears throat> now, let's say that the animal fell in as a result of being perhaps scared by the sound of the digging that was going on when the guy was digging the boar. If he fell in, we'll see a machlok at Rav and Shmuel what that means. So the fanav may mean that he fell in face first. Um, uh, and um, and lacharav may mean he fell in back first, or lefanav may mean he fell in to the boar, and lacharav means he fell away from the boar. Uh, either way, lacharav is patur. We have to see which lacharav means. All right, skip the rest of the mishnah. Go to the gemara. Shonat emat miftar. The question is on the first clause, when the first guy covers it and it covered it properly, and then the second guy comes and finds it uncovered, not covered properly or uncovered. Second guy's liable. Question is, ad emat miftar. Until at until what point is the first guy still patur? So now we are talking about partners. So Rav presents one position, which is enough time for the first guy to realize that it's uncovered, and that will be very circumstantial. At that point, he becomes liable, co-liable. And Rashi brings two lashonot here that go in opposite directions about whether Shmuel's position is more lenient than Rav and says he has more time till he becomes liable or less. Uh, he says uh, enough time that he has been told or that he actually act- has to have been told by others, which could be much later. Rabbi Yochan, who certainly has the most lenient position vis-a-vis the, se- the first guy, says, has to be enough time for him to be told and then hire workers and then go cut some wood down and then cover it. Okay. Now, Patur. So the question we asked is, If he covered it properly, had the animal fall in? It wormed out. That's the phrase that I used in there. It means it got all wormy and then it crashed in. 
Now, Ibayaluhu, so now a question is going to be asked, and we're going to revisit that Hikliab Mitocho as an answer. Question was asked, Kisui, Kisahu, Kisui, Shiacholamon, Lifnish Varim, Venyacholamon, Fegvalim. So he had, let's say he had a, a cover that was strong enough that if oxen would walk over it, it wouldn't break, but if camels would walk over it, and camels, we're going to assume here, are heavier, or present a greater load than oxen, were to walk over it, then it could not stand. And what happened is camels first came and their presence weakened it. And then oxen came and because it was so weak, it then crashed in. Now, before we give an answer to the question, we have to analyze the circumstance. If this is an area where camels go regularly, you put up a cover that's not strong enough to hold camels and camels are always going there, you're obviously liable. If camels never go there, onusu, you're absolutely onus. It's like saying somebody dropped a five-ton uh, load on top of it. That's not something you could uh, account for. So prakim must be talking about a case where they come on occasion. So now here's the question. So do we say that since they come on occasion? Posheahu, you're considered negligent for not having one strong enough for camels. You should have thought camels might be coming. Or you could think that since right now when he's setting it up, there are no camels and they only come occasionally. Onusu, it's an onus that the camels happen to come just before the oxen came, etc. So what's the, what's the halacha? Toshma, let's see if we can solve it from the opening line of the second part of our Mishnah. Uh, so it says if he covered it properly and a uh, shore fell in and, 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 and died, he's patur. Now, what's the circumstance? If he covered it properly so it could withstand any animals, so how'd they fall in? I remember our answer about the worms. We'll get back to that. It must be that it was strong enough for oxen, but not strong enough for camels. Our case. Now, if camels are always there, my patur, why is he exempt? He didn't make it strong enough for the regular traffic. Posheahu, he's negligent. If animals never come, so pshita, obviously he's exempt. You don't need to tell me he's exempt. Onusu. El alav, the atin the must be our case where they come occasionally. Must be that camels came, weakened it. They don't come usually, so he's not a poshea. Uh, he's not totally onus because that would be too obvious to say he's patur. They weakened it, and and then oxen came and fell in. Uktani patur. And what is the ruling of the Mishnah? Patur. So we see from there, if our analysis of the case, or our conjecture about the case is correct, that um, since the camels are not currently there when he sets it up, and are not do not frequent the place, he's considered onus for the fact that camels happen to come and weaken it. Amri, our answer to that was, Lo, your, analogy, your conjecture is wrong. You know what we're talking about? We're talking about a, a cover that is strong enough to, with, to withstand oxen and camels. And your assumption is then, and your question then is, how they fall if it's strong enough? And he's like, there we go, it wormed out. In other words, nothing caused it to get, uh, to get weak and then fall, except its own organic uh, dissolution. All right, let's see if we can solve it another way. Toshma Loki Sarkori, look at the second clause of the second half of our Mishnah, second part of our Mishnah. If he did not cover it properly, he's liable. 
Now, Hechidami, again, this ha- cannot be the obvious case where the guy just left it uncovered. If it's not strong enough to stand up to any animal, so pshita, it's a no-brainer. So you remember the chayv? You have to tell me it's chayv? It must be that it was fit for oxen and not fit for camels. It's just exactly our case. Now again, what's the case? If camels are always coming there, posheahu. It's obvious that he's chayev because camels are always coming there and he didn't put it strong enough to hold up the camels. If camels never come there, so onosu. Why would he be chayev? After all, it was strong enough for normal traffic of the area. Must be a case where camels come once in a while. It must be the camels came and weakened it and the oxen then came and fell in. And what's the ruling of the Mishnah? So now we see the opposite conclusion than the one we just reached, which is since camels come there once in a while, you're considered posheah for not having it be strong enough for camels. He should have thought, you know what, camels might come, I better make it stronger. All right, so we seem to now answer our question in the affirmative. He's liable. No, liolam, malim. You know what we're talking about? We're talking about a case where it's strong enough for Shfarim, not as strong enough for Gmalim. Ushchichi Gmalim. And camels frequent the place. That's why you're liable. Kakashalach Posheahu. And your question, which is, he's, he's obviously negligent. Why do you have to tell me he's Chayav? Here it's parallel construction. I did not Therefore, since the Reisha of this clause had the phrase, if he covered it properly, the Sefer uses if he didn't cover it properly. But really, what we're talking about is where he was a Poshea, and it's obvious that he's Chayav, uh, so, so that, that, that does not prove our point. Now, Ika Da'amri, some people asked it as follows. Hanami That question was not what we asked. The Kevin Da'atan Prakim, in other words, our position is, like the last, the, the conclusion, the end of the previous take, which is that he's liable, since animals, the camels come from time to time, posheahu, he is, he is negligent, he should have paid attention. What was our case? This was the way we asked. Let's say he covered with that kind of cover, strong enough for oxen, not strong enough for camels. And camels are there, which means he's a posheah. But but the camel never stepped on it. He got lucky, but he got unlucky because the uh, the cover wormed out. Mahu, this is the question. Do we say that since he's considered a poshea relative to gmalim because it wasn't strong enough for camels, and had they come, he would have been liable? Therefore, do we say he's just liable, and if any damage happens, he's he's, he's chayav, even if it just wormed out? Maybe we do not apply the principle, the the um, the conceptual leap of amigo, which says since he would be he'd be liable in this case, therefore his liability extends here. Perhaps we don't say that. Let's see. Now let's solve this question. Toshman again. We go back to the two clauses in our Mishnah. So the opening one said, if you covered it properly, he's patur. What did we say about them? What's the case? We said that's where it wormed out. What's the story? If the cover was strong enough for all animals, and it just wormed out, I know he's patur. You don't even tell me he's patur. What could he have done? 
It must be that it was only strong enough for oxen, not for camels, our case. And camels frequented the place, which means he'd be a poshea. But nonetheless, he'd be a But why did it fall? It fall, fell because it wormed out. What's the ruling? He's patur. So we do not apply this migo and say that since he would be liable for the gemalim, even though they didn't come, he's liable for the warming. And therefore the answer to our our next version of the question is patur. Actually, you know what this case was? It was strong enough for every animal. And it wormed out anyways. And you are concerned with the fact that it's obvious he's patur, and why do you have to mention Kashalachi? Leah, my Havid what could he have done? The answer is Maybe he has to go there every once in a while and hit it and see that it's hasn't warmed out after all. Termites get in, worms get in, wood goes bad. So maybe he has a responsibility to go back and check it every every so often. And he didn't. Kamash Balan that he's Pater. I would have think he's Chayev. Okay, Toshma, Lokisakoro even Chayav. Again, the second clause of that piece is that if he did not cover properly an animal fill in his chayev, Echidami, what's the case? before. If it's not strong enough for any animal, so Tsrichal remember the Chayev, do you have to tell me his Chayev? It's obviously Chayev. It must be strong enough for oxen and not strong enough for camels. Obviously a camel didn't fall in. That's not what the Mishnah says. If camels frequent their poshayahu, and again, it's a no-brainer that he's chayev. If camels never come, they're onusu. That's an onus. He had no way of knowing. It must be a case where we don't want to go to the occasional uh, position that we had earlier, but rather it must be that gemalim frequent the place, but it wormed out first. Uktani chayav. So we see that we do apply the Migo. So Amri, lo. We reject that and say, It must have been strong enough for oxen, not strong enough for camels. And camels frequent the place. Our original uh, uh, question, which is camels came and weakened it, and then the oxen fell in. And you claim that that's too obvious. Uh, that he's certainly liable because he's a poshea, because after all, it wasn't strong enough for camels, and the camels were always there. Answer is, you're right, but I did not see Reshab Kisau Kori, and I'll see Seifan, I mean, Lokisau. Again, it's parallel construction. Since the Reisha said if he covered it properly, the Seifa said if he didn't cover it properly. All right, Toshma. Nafal Tocho Shor Cheresh Shoteva Katan. If an ox who was deaf, or an ox that was crazy, Katan here is probably Shegris Leishna, which means it's just, we're always, whenever we say Cheres Shotel, we always say Katan. There's numerous examples of that phenomenon in, uh, in, in Shas, certainly in the Breitot. And, uh, take a look at the Magid Mishta in Perak Chavbet of you'll see. Anyway, Suman, a blind animal, Umahalak Palad, or any animal at night, Chayav. But, but if the animal is competent and he's walking around during the day and falls in, then you're patur because the animal should have seen where he was going. Now, why don't we say, since this boar that I dug will generate liability if the animal falling in is disabled, so I'm so migo, therefore I'm also liable for if he's able. So we do not say this, Migo. We do not say that since your liability 
exists vis-a-vis x, we extend it also to y. No, it only applies to x. And therefore, our solution is that if you made a cover that was strong enough for oxen, but not strong enough for camels, and camels never got there, but it wormed out, you do do not have liability, and we prefer reading that as a, a piece of the ratio of the first part of the clause, which uh, which is called kisau karui. Okay, now, the next piece in the Mishnah said that if the animal fell forward, and we're only going to begin our analysis of this today, if the animal fell forward, you're chayav, if he fell backward, patur. Now, Amarav, lefanav, lefanav mamash, lacharav, lacharav mamash. Rav says lefanav means he fell face forward into the pit, lacharav means he fell on his back into the pit, vezeva zebabor. Rav Latame, and by the way, that means if he fell on his back into the boar, you're exempt. Rav Latame, this is Rav being consistent. This we saw a couple of days ago that Rav says that the Machayev boar is the noxious air. And therefore, if he goes down face first, he's bringing in the air. If he goes down back first, he's uh, got his face up and shouldn't have a problem. The impact is not the issue. Shmuel disagrees. Of course, Shmuel has to disagree on this because of Chavata. He says, whether the animal falls in face first or back first, if he falls into the pit, you're Chayav. Remember, Shmuel's position is you're liable for the air, and Kalvachoma, you're liable for the impact. So, what therefore, according to Shmuel, does the Mishnah mean when it talks about falling backwards because of the guy digging? The guy is digging uh, bigger, uh, widening the bore. He tripped on the boar. Then he fell backwards, still on the ground. So the boar caused his falling. You might think he's liable. you're liable, but he never fell into the boar. There was no impact in the boar. He got hurt up on ground level. Not your problem. Now, we have a challenge to Rav. Very straight. It says in the boar, whether he falls forward or backward, you're chayav. So now there's three ways to defend Rav. Rav Chista said we could be talking about a boar that's in the guy's own yard. There, Rav will say, yeah, you're chayav if the animal falls and hits the ground. Why? The owner of the ox will say to the owner of the boar, either way, if he died because of the noxious air, you created the air. If he died because of the impact, it's your ground he hit. So therefore, at least following Rabbi Akiva with Borber Shutochayav, if the animal falls into a, a boar that's in a private area, then Rav would agree that he's chayav even for the impact. So in that case, whether he fell in forward or backward, he'd be chayav. When does Rav say that our Mishnah is talking about Rishut Rabim? And therefore, if he falls backwards, all he have is the impact, and there you're not chayav according to Rav. Rabba Amar, Rabba gave a different answer to this. means that he fell down and then turned around in midair, or after he fell. The he fell on his face, and he turned around and ended up falling on his back. And so he got killed by the, or hurt by the noxious air, and you're liable for that. And the fact that he turned around didn't help him. Rav Yosef, let's give a third answer. When it says that if an animal fell in by the Harab and the Harab Yechayev, it's not talking about Yechayev to pay for the shore. It's talking about what the shore's owner is Chayev to pay for the bore. If he fouled the waters in the bore. Now, hello, uh, 
doesn't matter whether he fell in for, frontwards or backwards. If he urinated into the into the water or whatever he did, either way, you're chayiv. Now, Tani Rav Hananya, um, he has a brighta which supports Rav. Nafal means achi pol derech nefila. He has to fall in the way you don't really fall in, which is forwards. And then they invoke our Mishnah that says, therefore, if you fall forward, you're chayav, fall backward, you're patur, and both cases are in the bore. Forward and backward are in the bore. Forward, you're chayav, backward, you're patur, but now not for the same reason. Not been noticed. It's not for Rav's reason. Rav's reason is because of the air. Here it's because of the pasuk, v'nafal, means you have to fall in the normal way you fall, which is forward. Okay, we will pause at this point, pick up in the middle of this discussion in the next podcast, uh, and take us further in the discussion um, of, uh, of the rest of Mishnah Vav. Everybody should have a wonderful day.